Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 159, Creating New Habits. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Second week in January. Who still has momentum going (laughs) after the first of the year? I do. (laughs) You guys are probably rolling your eyes at me. That's okay. I'm proud of myself for my momentum. Last week's episode was on momentum. If you haven't listened to that, you should. But I'm really proud about how I kept going through the weekend. I'm journaling every day. I'm doing all the things. Right now, I am leading the Wine Free Work Week Challenge, which is amazing. There's, If y'all are in that, you are showing up. I'm so proud of each and every single one of you. We had 1,500 people sign up to do this challenge. And then we already had like 3,000 people that had signed up to do it before. So we have a nice big group of people that are just like really committed to doing it and sharing and seeing like how they can shift their thinking around their relationship with alcohol and giving themselves a much deserved break from the weekday drinking. So I'm very proud of you. Good job. Keep going. So a lot has happened since last week. I feel like it's been a long time since I've talked to you, even though it's really truly has only been a week. But since last podcast, I picked up a new book. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's been out for a few years. A lot of people have read this book. I was late on the bad wagon to join that, but felt inspired to read it um, earlier this year. And I started last week. And I got to say, this book is going on the list of books of that are life-changing for me. It's so good. And it's nothing new. It's nothing that I don't know already, but just the way he frames it up is really, really helpful for me and then for me to um, share with you and teach my client. So he talks about starting new habits and breaking old habits, of course. But what's so interesting is how he explains whether your attempts to make new habits will work out or not. And he writes about how most people are just focused on the end result, right? So in our case, in your case, right, being somebody who doesn't overdrink, that's the end result. The result that you're after, most of your asshole, is just drinking less. So all the attention, typically what people do is all the attention then they focus on is that end result. It's just not drinking or drinking less. And if you only focus on this end result, you don't become somebody who drinks less. You've just changed your result of not consuming alcohol, okay? So less consumption of of alcohol, but that doesn't really turn into a permanent habit change because it's just this external thing that somehow you've created, right? You're just drinking less. So the real change needs to come from the inside out is what he explains in this book. So meaning changing who you are and how you see yourself and how you react to things internally is what is going to make habits stick. And of course, that's what I teach here. It's about getting to the root of the issues, right? So this is how I explain this. Going alcohol-free for a day or forever is a result we want. 
we don't want to consume alcohol, period. That's the end game. I'm not talking about forever. Just think about for a specified amount of time. However, just focusing on the end game and declaring, I will not drink, doesn't change why you want to drink. Your identity is an overdrinker, how to be how to overcome deprivation or any other internal triggers that you might have. All of that stuff is still there. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. My mind used to think, oh, it'd be fun to have a margarita right now. And if I was on a break or not drinking, I'm doing air quotes, not drinking that day, my mind would then think, well, I'm a grown ass woman who works, takes care of my family, pays my bills. If I want to drink, I for sure can. And then I probably did most more often than not. Or I would really battle with myself about it. I would white white knuckle through it. I would distract myself from the desire and the mind chatter, mind chatter like um, scrolling on Facebook or watching TV or eating or something else not really helpful. So in the end, I might not have drank, but I didn't become someone who doesn't need to drink or who doesn't think about alcohol all the time. Okay. But when I applied what I'm teaching here, you here in the podcast or my classes or my coaching programs, you learn how to become someone who doesn't identify themselves as an overdrinker. Think about somebody you know who doesn't drink. Okay. Think about kids or certain religions or just your neighbor or coworker or even me who doesn't imbibe. All right. They don't think about drinking. They don't wish that they could drink. They don't battle with themselves about it or resist the desire for it. It just doesn't occur to them to think about it. Right. That's what it's like for me. (laughs) I don't identify as a drinker. I don't think it would be fun. I don't think it would be a solution to any problem or make anything better. So if you want to change who you are and actually become a non-overdrinker, whatever that means for you, then the actual work needs to happen is how you see yourself, how you identify yourself. You need to start thinking, I am someone who doesn't think drinking while cooking dinner is a good way to relax. I am someone who doesn't look for a wine or a snack when I feel restless or bored. And when you find yourself going in on your old patterns, you need to stop. <laughs> Remind yourself that someone who doesn't overdrink doesn't do this. And then go do something that somebody who doesn't overdrink might do. <laughs> okay? So ever since reading this book, I've been observing my own internal dialogue in other areas of, of my life and seeing my habits and being more aware of them. I am someone who regularly exercises. This is a regular habit for me. So I started paying attention to what I think and do as someone who does this without a, without a bunch of drama. Okay. The first thing I do every morning, I schedule my workouts. I decide ahead of time what exercise I'm going to do that day. And I do this every single day, even on the weekends. And then when it's time for my workout, I notice if I have any objections and I still continue getting ready, even while my mind is like, it's too cold outside. I don't want to. I'm still like lacing up my shoes. Okay. If it's really a big objection, I might uh, text somebody or a friend that says, I don't really want to, but I'm supposed to be training for this half marathon. And then they'll come back and be like, just go out and get 30 minutes in, or they'll give me some support back. Right. And I might whine a little bit about it, but at the same time, again, I'm getting my shoes on, I'm getting ready to go. And then I go. Okay. (laughs) I fire up my favorite music and then I go out and do it. And then while I'm doing it, I'm thinking, this is fun. I'm so glad I did this. I'm, I'm fit. I'm awesome. And I really support myself and how I'm talking to myself, right? To like give myself acknowledgement and kudos that I'm doing this and I love doing this. So 
in all of this, I'm embodying the attributes of someone who regularly exercises. I schedule it. I do it. I tell my nice, myself nice things about the experience of it. And then y'all, <laughs> I started noticing other things that I do, other thing, other results that I have and how I'm thinking about this stuff. And one of these, one of these areas was my living room. I just love my living room and my kitchen and the whole downstairs of my house. And it always looks magazine photo ready. Always, always. <laughs> and I started noticing what I think about my house. It's, I love my house. It's beautiful. I'm so lucky. It's just so pretty. I love while I'm eating lunch. I love looking out from the dining room table into the living room and I, and it's quiet and I just admire how beautiful it is. I really do. Like I'm constant. like I have probably at least 15 thoughts a day about how beautiful my, my living space is. And I feel love for it. So I take care of it, right? I fold the blankets on the couch. I fluff the pillows. I put away anything that has been taken out. I keep it clean and nice. I embody the habits of a person who has a neat and tidy house and it comes back to what I'm thinking about it. My thoughts about my house create the feeling of love and admiration. <laughs> then my actions, i.e. my habits, right? My habits of taking care of it from that place of love and admiration create the result of me having a nice house, right? I actually posted a picture of it on Instagram on Tuesday of my living room. And I told you this was going to be related to over drinking. <laughs> so here it is. What I think about my house has a direct impact on the results I have in my house. I'm talking about the results of it staying clean and pretty. Okay. What you think about yourself and your alcohol consumption has a direct impact on the results you have in your drinking habit. This is not new information, right? <laughs> this is something I talk about all the time. But for me, as someone who doesn't drink anymore, I embody that person. I don't think about drinking. I don't think it would be a solution to making anything better or more fun. I don't ever think I need it to escape from my life or bad news with a drink. I allow and process my emotions when they come in. I'm aware of how I think and feel most times of the day. I get regular coaching. I journal every day. I plan my food and exercise and drink 64 ounces of water every day. So these are my habits that come from this belief I have about myself, which is this. I don't need or want alcohol to help manage my life or need it to have fun. That's it. That's my internal belief. That's my identity around alcohol. That's this internal identity I have with it. And therefore it's the result I have in my life of no drinking. And it started with me getting aware of the thoughts I did have about drinking. Okay. That's the awareness and deciding in real time while I was having those thoughts to change them and to start believing and thinking as if I didn't over drink. And that's what I recommend you all to too, and get coaching on your thoughts, because sometimes we don't even recognize them as thoughts. We think that they're the truth and that they're something that we believe so hard. We can't even see how they could be thoughts. Okay. And do all the other things too, right? You got to support yourself in this lifestyle that you want to have. But when I was doing this, I had to practice over and over and over again, right? They weren't my habits. Then I made them my habits then. Okay. And it took work and it took effort and it took momentum and it took all the things I talk about on a regular basis. Right. But I had to uncover that 
and work through that. And when I did mess up or I didn't follow through or I didn't do the thing I wanted to do, I had to learn from that and make, and so I could make better decisions going forward. And you all can do this too. Okay, my friends. So that's my podcast on habits. You've got to change yourself from the inside out, what you think and feel, how you look at yourself, what your identity is around these things. You can do this and you should join Stop Over Drinking and Start Living right now because I'm having a live kickoff for all new members on February 1st and everybody that signs up, gets an approved application, signs up, I'm sending them a hand pick, welcome, little basket basket of goodies, and you will be welcomed in with love. I'm going to help you see how you can create new habits. I'm going to help you change your internal dialogue, your identity around alcohol so that you become somebody who doesn't drink and it feels easy, like what it feels like to just automatically drink right now. It'll feel like it's just what you do to not drink in response to all the things. All right, my friends. So click the link below, read through the application process, watch the three videos, fill out the application and come join me. This is your time. If you've been having some nudges about this, if you've been having some whispers like I should do this, let this be your invitation. This is the best stop over drinking and start living program. It's the best stop over drinking program online, hands down. It's got the highest touch. We have two to three coaching calls a week, amazing materials and support for you to uncover some of this stuff about you amazing group of women who are all there to support you have been there and there's no shame in doing this you're a smart capable human who might need some help with over drinking and that's a good thing because once you decide to get some help with it you'll be on your way to fixing it all right i love you all so much bye for now Didn't